Ooh, it's the ghost of future Cassidy here. I'm just going to come in before the show starts, and I want to deeply apologize because, once again, the Audacity Phantom has stricken and swapped my microphone input around again, (laughs) which means the audio quality on this one is worse than normal. I did what I could. There's not much more I could do to fix it. Not only was it bad quality, there are also just random spots where it just completely cuts out. So, every now and then you'll hear this noise. That's the sound that I'm inputting whenever I had to just cut in between two things. So you might notice like a weird sudden change in conversation after that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Enjoy the show. Welcome to Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I am your Hanna-Barbera talking animal, Cassidy. I'm Lava. And with us today is a very special guest. Please introduce yourself how you would like to be introduced. Uh, hi, I'm Jake. I, I, don't have, I don't have anything else prepared. Alright, um, just realized I forgot to do this, but I was going to start trying to do pronouns this year. So my pronouns are she, her. They, them. Uh, he, him. Good selection. <laughs> uh, so, as a new guest on the show, Jake, I do have a few questions for you. Sweet, I'm very excited. Uh, I'll start with sort of the go-to here. What is your favorite Scooby-Doo series? I want to say Mystery Inc., even though I've only watched the first season and then a part of me also wants to say it's the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo even though i'm pretty sure that's objectively bad <laughs> it's just been so long since i've seen it uh, we'll find out soon i think we're gonna do like a short series leading up to the 13 ghost movie oh they're doing 13 ghost movie yeah because i guess they never finished catching the last ghosts in the show I I think you're right. And also, that was like 30 years ago. Better better late than never, I guess. Yeah, they're actually bringing back Flim Flam as a character. So. Heck yeah. God. Which member of the gang do you relate to the most? Um, hmm. I don't know. Probably, probably Shaggy. I think. I don't know. I don't eat a lot. Um, and I can't drive so maybe that's a bad answer um yeah probably shaggy my my little brother's name is scoot and i call him scooby and so i think by default that would make me shaggy so i'm gonna go with shaggy (laughs) yeah it's whatever you feel in your heart yeah i also like i i get daphne a lot but like i except for like anytime they're like she's just a rich kid like that's i don't get that stuff but anytime she's like i'm gonna uh like brute force my way through this problem by just being aggressively uh peppy i'm I'm always into that what's your favorite flavor of slushy Ooh, slushy green yeah green 
good choice. Green. Very good choice. Unless it's green apple, and then I disagree with you. Um, I don't think I've ever had a green apple slushy. I'm probably thinking like a lime. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I don't think I don't think slushies have flavors as much as they have colors that become flavors once they are turned into slush. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes there is very clearly a, a flavor regardless of color because they lack color. Okay. Also the Coca-Cola ones are like very clearly Coca-Cola flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. What is your favorite combination of pizza toppings? Uh, depends on where I'm getting the pizza, but my, my favorite in, uh, back home is, uh, bacon hamburger salami. My favorite down here is bacon pepperoni. Nice. All right. And finally, our last question, uh, in case of swearing, what Scooby-Doo character do you want me to bleep you with? Um, let's go with jinkies. Let's just, just a, a good Velma jinkies. All right. Well, that's all of the questions that I have written down. Uh, luckily, we do have a, quite a few listener questions as well. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so this is for everyone here. This is from Janine, at the Rummy J on Twitter, former guest of the show. What is your most viewed Scooby movie? Uh, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie. The first live I realize we just watched a live-action movie. The first live-action movie, <laughs> uh, the... the uh, was it James Gunn that did that? He wrote it at least. I think so. That one, the you know the Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, blanking out Velma's name. She was in Gravity Falls. <laughs> Linda Cardellini. That one. Uh, I think for me, it might actually be Ghoul School, because I've gone out of my way to watch that like three or four times just within the past few years. I'm trying to think of mine, and it might be um, Zombie Island. I don't think I've seen Zombie Island. It feels like it might be Zombie Island. It's pretty good. Uh, a lot of people point to it as one of the best ones, but I think that might also just be because it was like the first direct-to-DVD one, and they had yeah. a lot of stuff to work with. Right. And it was, again, one of the ones where they were like, oh, this time the monsters are real. Even though they've been <laughs> doing that for a very long time. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole premise of 13 Goes of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, also, that comes up in this movie, and I have some questions. Yeah? Yeah. I think we'll get to it when we get there, but I just have some questions about the mechanics of the supernatural in Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins. Oh, God, I do too. Uh, Janine also asks, what are your opinions of the Shaggy memes currently going on? I am delighted by them. <laughs> I wasn't expecting them. Like, you don't ever expect memes, but you just don't expect Shaggy to suddenly become uh, a D&D end boss. <laughs> like, that was unexpected. Uh, but overall, I am very, very pleased by this turn of events. Yeah, same. I uh, sometimes like a meme will be born and die while I'm at work. Like I, I'll just have an eight-hour shift and I'll miss an entire meme. And I feel like the Shaggy one is about to do that. Like it just happened, and if I didn't catch it, I would have never seen it. But like, 
it's it's maybe the weirdest one this year for me that I've seen, but I'm I am also endlessly delighted by Shaggy being this all powerful deity figure. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know where it started. I don't know how it started. Uh, I so it's been happening for like a while, uh, oh. but it didn't hit mainstream until like you know when everyone heard about it. It's a real big hit on the deep web. Yes, a clip from like a 2009 movie where Shaggy just destroys an entire biker bar. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to get to that one. Is that in one of the wrestling ones? Uh, no, it is not. That's weird. you would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as for the meme as a whole, I I'm okay with it. I feel like I I'm less enthralled by it because I've seen that clip so long ago and then uh, on Interstitial an actual play podcast inspired by Kingdom Hearts they had Shaggy show up in that oh, really? as a hand-to-hand combat master <laughs> nice I can't wait until I'm all, all caught up with Kingdom Hearts and then I can finally go listen to that show yeah I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 at all yet, so I'm avoiding everything Riley has ever done. Yeah, <laughs> this same. I've got a lot of the things muted, and fortunately, they tag very well, so I, I'm, I'm staying clean on that. Uh, Janine's last question is, which character would you like to say trans rights the most? Uh, Freddy. Hmm. Daphne. Oh, Daphne's a good one. Are you going to go with Daphne too then, Lala? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Maybe Velma too. Uh, Hot Dog Water is also a strong one. <laughs> Tanner, at Sparky Upstart on Twitter, asks, Which Scooby-Doo character listens to Ska most often? Velma. Uh, I, I am going to have to pass on this one because I honestly have, have never known what Ska is. Like, I've heard of it. I just <laughs> don't know. It's like pop punk, but with trumpets. Yes. Hmm. Uh, it's definitely not Fred, because Fred canonically listens to uh, barbershop quartets singing about ascots. Sure. Obviously. Yeah, I think Velma might be the one for this, yeah. It just feels right. I don't know, she's hard to pin down, but I feel I feel like Velma uh, definitely listens to, like, some real big fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And I can't name another ska band. Gotcha. Um, so, so I just, that's it. That's, that's, all, that's all the knowledge of ska I have. I did not know they were ska. I'm pretty sure they are. Tanner also asks, if the CW made Coolsville a sexy Scooby reboot, do you think they could fix Flim Flam? Now, I'm not sure what the deal is with Flim Flam currently. I'm going to say yes. They probably could. They do a pretty good job with Riverdale. Yeah. I don't remember Flim Flam being bad. Other than like he's like a little punker, like a little con artist punker kid. But um, yeah, I, I watch Riverdale and I'm pretty sure that, that if they were to make a Riverdale as Coolsville, they could fix just about anybody. <laughs> there would be real monsters and a lot of murders. But other than that, it would probably be pretty good. Um, I do think they would probably go with Crystal Cove instead of Coolsville. Probably. 
actually thinking about it, they might just follow through with the Mystery Incorporated thing and have Flim Flam be in jail for 25 to life. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was that was that in season two? No, it was like a throwaway joke in the first episode. Okay. It's been so long since I've watched that first season. Finally, Charlie, at Magical underscore Pride on Twitter, former guest of the show. If you could cast a live-action Scooby-Doo movie now, do you have any actors or actresses you'd want to be in it? I am so far out of the game. I have no idea who is a teen actor at all right now. Yeah, same. I barely know regular actors, let alone teen actors. Yeah. The only thing I have in mind is that I would definitely have the uh, actresses for Velma and Daphne from the Daphne and Velma standalone film Mm. come back, because they did a pretty good job. Yeah, good idea. Uh, I think the guy who plays Shaggy in this is a pretty good Shaggy. He's 37 now. Well, okay, so yeah, uh, so he's about he's about CW teen casting age then. <laughs> uh, Charlie also asks, did you have any friends in high school or know people in high school who would be 100% down for solving mysteries? I had a group of friends that I, I feel like we could have had that kind of adventure. Uh, that would have been a lot of fun. It was like, two of them were twins, so that would have been, like, if it were a cartoon show. That sounds like a great start to a mystery-solving team, Exactly. Exactly. Um, I for sure had some friends that I, I, I think I had friends that we, like, tried to to do mystery-solving, but we were just, like, crappy teens and didn't know what we were doing. Like you do. We just hung out in graveyards and caused trouble. I did not have anyone like that in my high school. It was a very, it was a smaller town than Coolsville, I believe. Or at the very least, more spread out. Ah. Yeah, very much so. Well, that's all for questions. Let's get into the movie proper, shall we? Yeah. Yes. This month we have watched Scooby-Doo! The Mystery Begins, which Wikipedia claims is also known as Scooby-Doo 3. Okay. <laughs> okay, Wikipedia, whatever you say. <laughs> sure, sure, buddy. It released on September 22nd, 2009. It was filmed in Vancouver. That's fair. Directed by Brian Levant of Beethoven, the Flintstones live-action movies, and Jingle All the Way fame. Oh, dang. Written by Daniel and Stephen Altier. Produced by Brian Levant and Brian David Gilbert. Starring Robbie Amell as Fred, also He's the Green Arrow's cousin, and the original Firestorm from CW's The Flash. Okay, I knew I saw him somewhere. I was like, this guy looks like a superhero, and I don't know why. He also doesn't look a bit like Fred, No, but I'll get into that in another point. Uh, we have Kate Melton as Daphne, who isn't really known for anything else. Which is wild, because I could have sworn that entire time I watched it that, man, I know Daphne from somewhere, yeah. but I don't. It's the weirdest thing. Maybe it's just because she looks so much like Daphne? I don't know. <laughs> Haley Kyoko is Velma um, from Lemonade Mouth and uh, just a general pop music chart topper. We have Nick Pilatus as Shaggy, who also proceeded to do nothing, and Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo. So I have a theory about Frank Welker in this movie. Yeah? And that's that um, he was only available to record for very few days <laughs> because there's not a lot of scooby-doo voice in this movie 
There's not a lot of Scooby-Doo at all. That's true. Which, <laughs> on the one hand, which it's weird, but on the other hand, thank God. Because <laughs> I can't stand bad CGI, and this is particularly bad CGI. You don't like how meaty that dog looks? God, no. He, he, Just he looks... Freaking get a Great Dane, dang it. Yeah, I, I don't know why the live-action ones are just, like, refuse to get a real dog. You can get a big dog and just put, like, a blue collar on him. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I could handle this movie if they tried to Marmaduke him. <laughs> I mean, honestly speaking, at this point, like, considering what Scooby does in this movie, they could have just had a dog. Like an actual yeah. real life dog that it like they dog actor, but still they didn't need a cartoony, terrible CGI dog considering what Scooby does in this movie, which is nothing. I don't know. I don't think you can get a real dog to gr- dig its own grave and then bury itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, true. Not with that attitude anyway. Unless you get really creative. Oh yeah, you actually no, I kind of want to see it now. <laughs> You just bury a bone slightly underground and then make sure the dog knows how to roll over once he's done digging up the bone. Probably would take a very long time, but you can speed that up. All right. So we open on the Coolsville limit sign. and We see some kids get on a bus and Shaggy is getting on the bus and recreates the opening scene from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> He shows up late, and when he gets on the bus, he gets tripped. And everybody hates him. Just, like, outright. Like, everyone on the bus except for Fred, uh, Daphne, and Velma hate Shaggy Rogers. Yeah, uh, the kid- I have a theory about this kid who trips him, who does not have a name in the credits. That's Red Herring. He looks kind of like Bulk. I think this might be Red Herring. Yeah. Except he also looked like he was like 45 years old. Yeah. He was the oldest kid on this bus. Yeah. But yeah, he trips Shaggy and tries to high-five Fred who just is not into it. Yeah. (laughs) Shaggy is trying to find a seat, almost sits on Velma's (laughs) nano-reactor. Oh, Velma. And tries to explain the techno-babble that Shaggy's like, you know what? I'm just going to go sit somewhere else. (laughs) This does not stop Velma from continuing to explain what the nano reactor does. Oh, she doesn't notice that he yeah. leaves. That's the good. That's the great part about it. And there's a, a, a following bit that I really liked. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, Velma, really? Yeah. So Shaggy moves on, and of course ends up trying to get into Daphne's seat, and just just trying to scoot on by. I can just let me just scoot on by here. Uh, Daphne's reading lines she's studying for a play which is like a nice a nice thing I didn't catch what play it was I I was like it's Shakespeare and that's all I can tell you yeah uh, it is Romeo and Juliet and that is important because I just realized something else that happens later oh dear Uh, so Shaggy after managing to squeeze himself into Daphne's seat pulls out a peanut butter jelly and sardine sandwich yikes oh Shaggy now y'all, y'all, you both have watched a lot of Scooby Doo movies. I'm assuming for yes. the podcast at the bare minimum. Uh, this would be our tenth one. Yeah. Is there is there always gross sandwiches? No. Okay. 
A lot of the times it's actually just regular food. Granted, there is... He does... There is one movie in which uh, monsters are real that he has that, oh, it's... I don't even remember what it was. Like, spider stew. Whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. Um... <laughs> yeah, um, ghoul school. He's completely fine with eating weird food, but that's just sort of the gimmick of the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, the only other movie I can think of where Shaggy eats like particularly gross combinations is Scooby Goes Hollywood. Huh. It's just a weird. Like, I feel like he should just be eating a lot, not necessarily like actual garbage. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get those calories. I guess <laughs> he's a growing boy. Uh. But Daphne cannot handle the smell, I guess, of this nasty sandwich. And moves to Velma's seat. And Velma is still explaining the nanoreactor. <laughs> notices it's a different person and starts over. Yes, yeah. I love that. That was so good. Uh, Haley Kyoko is a perfect Velma. Yeah. The very good performances. I think all of them are good performances except for Fred's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, all of them are designed very well. Like I say all of them, I mean except for Fred. They're designed in a way that they don't have to wear their particular like outfit designs for you to understand who they are. And it might just be, oh, uh Daphne's a redhead, Velma has glasses, Shaggy is Shaggy, but they they just look like themselves. And then you get Fred, who yeah. is just this kid that uh, it took me until a much later scene to realize, oh, this is actually Fred. Yeah, he like they they could have at least made him blonde. Like they could have tried yeah. like, a little bit. That was the weirdest part. See, if it was the CW, they would have made him go blonde. They they <laughs> missed a step. Way to go, Cartoon Network. This is why there's only one more movie. And not the series that they very uh, desperately wanted by the end of this movie. I could I could feel like they were trying to make this a backdoor pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get to the school, Shaggy gets tripped on the way out. And then we see Shaggy trying to open his locker, which is just stuck. I don't even think it has a lock on it. No. I, <laughs> I think that's why it doesn't have a lock on it, because it always sticks. So there's no need for yeah. him to secure anything in it. Of note, uh, Shaggy is that kid that doesn't have a backpack or any bag at all. He just has his shirt and pants, and uh, presumably everything is in his locker. And I can appreciate that. That is a very Shaggy decision. Yeah. I was the opposite. I had like a backpack that I stuck everything in and never went to my locker. Yeah. I didn't have a locker, so I probably... I don't know what I would have been. I had a locker that was like very centrally located so all of my friends used it because it was like the the <laughs> easiest to get to between all of us so it was just always stacked up with books and stuff nice eventually shaggy's locker does come free and we get some good sound effects as he goes flying into a trash can and then rolling through the school and then getting launched out of it and into the seat of a chair in the principal's office <laughs> <laughs> But while that's happening, we do get a cut to the janitor who just delivers the line of, I hate this job. I never wanted to be a janitor. Gotta set up those suspects <laughs> for later. Gotta get it ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they make sure to linger on it for just extra long, too. Yep. Yes. The principal tries to use slang and talk to Shaggy about <laughs> having so friends. so bad. 
It's so bad, it's so bad. but you get it. It's like, God, it was so bad. <laughs> I think it was executed well. Like, for what it was trying to convey, yeah. which was bad, badness and terribleness, it was perfect. So they talk about having friends, because Shaggy does clearly does not have any friends. And then the principal starts talking about stamp collecting. <laughs> He's very excited. Like, super duper excited. He gives Shaggy a book on stamps. Stamp collecting. And- yeah. <laughs> you know, like the kids do. The best part about this is that when Shaggy leaves, he is he is toting the trash can that he fell in behind him. It's very funny. Yeah, that that's a great detail. It's like it must have the thing about this whole sequence was when Shaggy ends up in the principal's office in a trash can, the principal is just like, "How are you doing, Shaggy?" At, or Norval or whatever it was. And it's just like, "How often does this specific thing happen to Shaggy?" <laughs> like, god. It's, that is so funny. It's got to be a lot. And like, did he did he like skate down the hallway in the garbage can into the principal's office or was he just yes. sent Okay, cuz I wasn't sure if he was like sent to the principal's office because he was like losing down a hallway in a trash can they were like you can't do that or if he just like no he just ends up that's very good he found his way there and the principal is so (laughs) casual uh (laughs) he's he's like oh still no friend shaggy huh sit down the owner slash operator of this pet fair is the world's most canadian man Welcome to Vancouver. Yeah, it's, that's when you said it was filmed in Vancouver, I was like, oh, that explains Mr. Pupperman, <laughs> which I think is his name. That would fit. Oh, God. Looking at dogs does not want young Scooby because he looks too hungry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty sad, right? If a dog looks very hungry, you should probably make sure that dog's getting some food, right? Yeah. Mm. It might have just been a poke at, you know, the, the, the ongoing thing of Shaggy and Scooby eating all the time. But right. still, yeah, it's like a weird thing for an observation when first meeting a dog to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, the Mr. Popperman calls Scooby Scoobert, because that is his legal name. That is his Christian name, Scoobert Do. <laughs> and... Tell Scooby, today's the day. You're going to get adopted. And we see Scooby doing a bunch of tricks like writing signs and spinning plates. But none of it works. Uh, and this is when I, I came to the conclusion that his, like, the model they used for him is, like, it's just extra meaty. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a thick boy. Also, maybe the wildest thing about Scooby-Doo is that there's a dog that can talk and do tricks, like, write in English and spin plates on its nose. And everyone's like, nah, I don't know about that dog. And not, like, you know, putting him on TV or something. Yeah. I feel like that dog would at least Especially have- considering every dog in this uh, dog fair is a regular dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, a real dog. This is my friend, a real dog. And then here's one that can stand upright and talk to you in pretty much yeah. English. It's wild. Yep. I get the gimmick is that Scooby can talk, so they can't really draw too much attention to it, or else the whole thing falls apart. But 
Right. Later on, when Sha- Sha- he runs into Shaggy's house, and Shaggy's just completely unfazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a talking dog. Cool. Be my best friend. Maybe that's actually the most appropriate reaction to it. You know what? Yeah. Especially for Shaggy, who seems to not care about a lot of things that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little girl says that she wants to adopt Scooby, and the dad says, I don't want to, but sure. <laughs> it's the last time I say you can have anything you want. Uh, but then Scooby ruins it by being a dog. Yeah. Yeah? It just sounds like a regular being dog Being a big thing. dog. Yeah. It's being a regular big dog that's excited it's going to be adopted, and it's like, okay, okay, this is a dog, you got a dog, and it's licking your face now, and knocked you over because it's a big dog. What did you expect? Yeah. This guy's a jerk. He doesn't deserve Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which leads to Scooby to sort of being in the pen for the rest of the day. And it looks like a lot of the other dogs get adopted. Mm-hmm. According to the announcement at the end, it's the most successful adoption fair to date. And it looked to me like every other dog got adopted but Scooby. Oh. Poor guy. Poor Scooby. Yeah, the adoption event is over. And Scooby is put into a tiny crate. Yeah. Which pissed me off. Yeah. Like, no, you do not do that. Yeah, there Bad. was like a giant crate that they kept a boxer in. I definitely saw it. Yeah, I I didn't like that bit. It's like, oh, ha ha, funny. No, no, it's not funny. It's cruel. Yeah. They put Scooby's tiny crate on the truck, but then it falls off the truck and it's broken loose. So he just goes and wanders the world. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> setting right what once went wrong. He's free now. Uh, trying to get a snack, probably. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Shaggy in bed, looking at the stamp book. His bed is, like, in the middle of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I just accepted it. It's like, yeah, I guess that's just a thing. It's. I feel like it moved throughout the course of the film. Yes. It, it might be one of those bids that can. It's just on rollers. Yeah, it definitely has, like, a nice headboard later. I say nice, but, you know, it's made of skateboards. Hey, that's that's pretty <laughs> rad. If I was if I was in, still in high school, I'd be all over that. Yeah. Uh, it has one of those later, but right now it's just sort of free-floating so he can look through a window, I guess. We cut back over to Scooby, who has found his way to a cemetery. <laughs> where lightning yes, indeed. makes some ghosts. Yeah, like some real ghosts. Like, for real? Yeah, the ghosts are real. Yeah. The ghosts are just straight up real. They're just real ghosts, and it's really weird later on in the movie, um, when there's just, like, a couple of real ghosts trying to do the thing that the guy who made the ghosts want them to do. It's, it seems like a little bit of overkill. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the ghosts fly off immediately and say, We must serve our new master! Which tricks Scooby out, which is completely understandable yeah mm-hmm. i mean he may be a talking dog but ghost being real is still weird yeah yeah <laughs> he runs away and directly through shaggy's window and into shaggy's bed what a meat cute this is they do a pretty fun bit where shaggy's screaming but has the sheet over his head so he looks like a ghost and then he throws mm-hmm. the sheet on scooby yeah and then eventually they throw the sheet away and then their screams turn into laughter it's like Oh, I'm just screaming at a dog. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was very cute. Yeah, it's a good bit. Scooby immediately takes this time to board up the windows and start talking about ghosts. Um, at this point, we see a pretty good practical effect of Scooby underneath the sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I'm a little upset they didn't find ways to use more practical effects. Because that was just a really yeah. creative and good one. Yeah, they spent all their money on that big, meaty CGI Scooby, so... Uh, uh, because this is Shaggy's first time meeting Scooby, he doesn't really understand Scooby's pattern of using R's at the front of words. Yeah. He just assumes he is talking about roasts. Yep. Which, considering it's a talking dog... Yeah. That's... That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a reasonable thing to ta- to assume. Dogs love roasts. Yeah. Shaggy loves roasts. He gets it. They've got so much in common. Yeah, they hit it off right away. Uh, Shaggy calls Scoobert Scooby and then unofficially adopts him as a best friend. And we immediately get a friendly montage featuring Shaggy in a red shirt. Because ghosts ghosts are real. I saw that. (laughs) Get ready for real ghost. He's in a red shirt. Yep. I think this might be something. I'll have to do a full timeline episode or something to figure it out. <laughs> but I guess this montage takes place over the weekend because then we see the next bus going by in the morning. And it looks like Velma has the exact same nano reactor. She just took yeah, it home for maybe the weekend. She's just, she's just been working on it. Yeah, she does say it's a prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get those nanos to react properly. That, that's an all-weekend project. Mm-hmm. So Shaggy gets on the bus, and we see... A, I think this is actually one of Scooby's better disguises. Yeah. Especially in a live-action film. Yeah. Uh, this is where they could have just used a real dog. This is one of the only scenes where like a CG dog makes sense, but they could have just used a real dog and superimposed the face on a person. It would have <laughs> been weird yeah. and probably very frightening, but like... I feel like they could have done it. They could have made it work. I think so far in this movie, the only thing a real dog, like an actual real dog being in this movie, wouldn't, like, as if it weren't a speaking dog, is the ghost versus roast thing. That's about it. Anything else is like, oh yeah, it's just a dog. Yeah. It would have worked. Shaggy gets tripped again, which causes Scooby to almost do a swear word. (laughs) He does almost do a cuss at Red Herring. But instead, he just slides under the seat and bites his ankle. <laughs> Which I love that Scooby is, like, immediately very protective of Shaggy. Mm-hmm. As a reaction to being bitten, Red Herring jumps up and accidentally smashes Velma's nanoreactor. Maybe it's Fred? This- I don't know. I thought it was him. I thought he- Red Herring and- yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. All I know is that later we cut to, like, Fred on top of Red Herring's back, like, facing upward as Velma and Daphne just beat the heck out of him. Yeah. I think uh, it was Fred trying to stop him. I don't know. I think maybe Daphne got bumped into her? I don't remember. Somebody sat. It it was uh, either Red Herring or Fred sat on... Of Velma's project and destroyed it. Yeah, and we, I know we see if Daphne's papers go flying. I don't know who did anything here. It all happened so yeah, fast, it's... and it's a very small amount of room, so it's really hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all of this commotion causes the bus driver to veer off a little bit and hit a flagpole that falls over and wrecks Vice Principal Grimes' car. My favorite mm-hmm. thing about Vice Principal Grimes is that he comes onto the bus that a bus driver is driving that clearly hit the pole that broke his car and was like, all right, bus driver, which one of these little pukes did it? <laughs> yeah. Tell me right now. I was so worried for the bus driver because yeah. it's like, oh, my God, that bus driver is getting fired. At the same Shoot. time, though, the bus driver did immediately start pointing at children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he sold them out immediately. They're not going to pay his Instantaneously. bills. Instantaneously. Uh, but this is when I was like, oh, man, we're going to get breakfast clubbed, aren't we? This is about to be a breakfast club situation. It did! It did! Yeah, yeah. it was. So they all get sent to the library for detention. Before I get into this scene, I do have a question. What happened to Red Herring? I don't know! Uh, he's in the hospital, because 14s beat the hell out of him. Because <laughs> he does not come back okay. in this movie at all. We do... That doesn't make sense, so we don't see him again for the next three days this movie takes place during. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Daphne makes a plea to Vice Principal Grimes for her innocence, and then Daphne, Freddie, and Velma all try to get out of it for their other extracurriculars and start arguing about which ones are more important. Shag's just like, I got nowhere else to be. I guess detention's pretty cool. I'll just eat or sleep. And the Vice Principal just shuts all of it down, though, and the librarian calls them all illiterates and tells them to <laughs> read a book. <laughs> Um, turns out that everybody except for Shaggy at this table likes mystery books. And Shaggy's like, oh, I'll give it another try. Anybody got a spare book? And they they just (laughs) gesture to to the room. It's pretty great. And then Shaggy, realizing he'd have to actually go pick out a book, is like, I'm just gonna sleep. No, no, he says, (laughs) I'm gonna just pretend I'm in class, and then goes to sleep. Oh, choice. And I loved that. So good. I am curious about the fallout that caused, like, when they realized that Scooby was actually a dog. Yeah, Scooby is, is, yeah. in, is he in detention too? No, he is outside chained no. to a bike rack. Okay, right, yep. right. Well, I don't know. Maybe, here's, this is the weird part, is that they're cool with dogs being sentient, like, very smart and can talk, but, like, immediately they're like, ah, it's just a dog, we can't send him to detention. Animals that's ridiculous. Can commit as many yeah. crimes as they want. Yeah, there's no laws saying animals <laughs> can't commit crimes unless it's Crystal Cove, and then they do arrest Scooby Doo. Well, yes. Oh my god. Crystal Cove has had a has had history with animals with ill intent, so I get it. Um, also, I just want to say real quick that Velma's argyle sweater is very good, and throughout this entire movie, Velma is dressed very well. All of her outfits are great. Yeah, I really like everyone's outfits here. Um, like, even Shaggy's, which are just like t-shirt over long sleeve. Yeah. The fact that it's like, you got your classic green shirt, you have a red shirt of some variety, and then you have this cool like black t-shirt with a lightning bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that feels right. Meanwhile, Fred spends the entire movie wearing a polo. Yeah, Fred is so boring in this movie. Like, he just doesn't look like himself. He doesn't really, well, he has an outfit later that I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's weird how Fred's whole situation is just, yeah, he's just a guy. 
This was the point where I was like, oh, this is Fred. The, that I was like, oh, that's who this is. Okay. Bold of them to replace Fred with just their new OC. Yeah. yeah. Basically. I like that they're like, all right, what's what's Daphne's new thing? Because like, like, she's rich because we hear like later that like she's got staff at her house. So they're like, yeah, okay, she's still rich, but she likes theaters. So that's her new thing. And like, Velma's got her thing pretty much nailed down and shaggy shaggy and fred's i guess on the football team but his yeah other, he's on the football team but he's otherwise just like a bag of toast yeah he's just there they try to say that he has leadership but like he makes the least number of plans out of everyone in this movie yeah granted they they do bite his head off at one point uh velma and daphne like hey wh- who gave you the job yeah. of telling us what to do and I can understand why he would be reluctant to kind of make right. any plans later, but still. Uh, speaking of Fred, he tries to apologize, quote unquote, to Daphne. It doesn't land, and Thelma calls him out for not apologizing to her. And then they get into a big old argument of like, oh, it's not my fault. And it's just like, oh, well, Shaggy trips every morning and you don't do anything about that either. Etc., etc., and then, as a result, Fred just ends the conversation by spoiling the book Daphne is reading. What a jerk. Yeah. What a, what a jerk. Jerk And move. on top of that is that uh, Velma was planning on also reading that book later. Yeah. So she also got spoiled. <laughs> Double spoiler. Harsh. We see Scooby outside on the bike rack as the thunderstorm starts to roll in, which caused him to dig his own grave, as we were mentioning before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the power in the library just starts flickering, and he gets, like, so cold you can see your own breath. And all the books start flying off the shelves. <laughs> it's a, it's a, one of the lesser-known dangers of the power going out in a library is all the books get ejected from the shelves. It's a safety feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a spooky book lands on the table, and then the ghosts just come out of it and chase the gang out through the hall and into the pep rally that was happening. Uh, there's a pretty good bit where Shaggy busts through the paper and he's like, oh, I'm in the pep rally? Go yeah. Cougars. Because <laughs> Fred uh, mentioned, like, hey, can we maybe not be detentioned because of the pep rally? And I was like, that's never coming back, whatever. And then, like, immediately they're, like, in the pep rally, and I was like, oh, all right. You remember the thing. <laughs> they cool. do a pretty good job of calling back to certain jokes. Um, they there was do. one mm-hmm. that I didn't write down. It's like, oh, they're not going to come back to this. And they super do, and it's great. Yeah, uh, but also, that you're right, that bit with him coming through the... Because they're like, here's the football team, and there's like a big drum roll, and then like, just Shaggy pops through, and he's like, oh, go Cougars. <laughs> it's real good. The fact that he does go Cougars instead of just continuing to run is what makes it, I think. It's a yeah. very Shaggy moment. It's like, yeah, Shaggy's terrified, but he's always terrified, so <laughs> yeah. go Cougars. Yeah, the ghosts come through and scare everyone at the school. The power goes out, and we see the specter appear and tells everyone to leave the school and be doomed forever. This leads to everyone rightly just running out of the school. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's real ghosts now? Oh, yeah, real ghosts. Because they're, like, real ghosts. And one of them just threatened everyone in the building. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that. I would also just be like, all right, cool, school's over. Yeah, this is a post-9-11 world, and it's about the time where a lot of school, like, bomb threats were happening. Yeah. 
God, that's right. Yeah, so the principal Deedle considers canceling school because someone just threatened everyone that was there. But Vice Principal Grimes is like, actually, no. It was these teens that were in detention. (laughs) Yeah. They must have done it. And then Shaggy's like, you saw the ghosts, right? And he's like, doesn't matter. Trick. It was you. You don't have detention anymore. And then everybody's like, yeah. You're suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Also, at this point, I didn't know that the ghosts were real. I didn't know there were real ghosts in this movie. I thought they were just holograms or whatever. Um, So I was like, this is... This is definitely a real estate scheme. Um, and it kind of is, but also the ghosts are real. That's what really gets me. It's also probably like one of the weirdest uh, real estate schemes like for the reason that it's being done. Yeah. Hmm. It just seems like it seems like a real weird thing to summon the actual dead to come help you with. Yeah. Seems like overkill to me. I, you know what? I think this does fit purposely into like a prequel to like the ghoul school movies that's where we are yeah. in the timeline <laughs> heck yeah uh, shaggy finally realizes that scooby was saying ghosts instead of roasts and decides that oh scooby can help us get out of trouble he knows what's going on with ghosts yeah this this dog will help us clear our names yeah so they end up in the graveyard at night uh, we did get a big old, like, Scooby-Doo, where are you, when they were trying to find him, because he buried himself in a grave that he made. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, I think, a, a nice little nod. Mm-hmm. I, they do it a, a one or two more times later. I think it's only twice, this time and one towards the end. Uh, I think that's fine. I think if they did it a few more times, it would be too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were pretty, uh, uh, like... On top of, like, referencing some other Scooby-Doo, you know, standards, but not, like, leaning too heavy on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, while they're in the graveyard, Daphne decides to playfully scare Fred, which she tries to play off doing that. Oh, I'm not not scared. That wasn't scared. Yeah. Velma finds, like, an incredibly weathered grave, so weathered you can't read a name on it. And for the longest time, I thought this grave was going to be important. Yeah, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. I was like, oh, that grave's gonna secretly belong to the ancestor of whoever did it or something. Yeah. No. Because like nope. the, there's like the two graves that they find that they get the sketchings off of, and then they're like, okay, there's three ghosts, though, and I was like, it's gotta be that other one. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, instead, all we see are the graves for Ezekiel Gallows and Prudence Proofrook, which are particularly silly names for things that don't need names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they point out, it's like, oh, there's only the two graves, but there were three ghosts. And it looks like we have a mystery on our hands. Ba-ba-ba-bum. There's, there's a lot of talk of, like, the flood that destroyed, they just yeah. leveled Coolsville 200 years ago, and they just, like, built a whole new Coolsville on top of it. Yeah. That was, uh, Interesting. All of Coolsville is a city duplex. Yeah, they talk a lot about how uh, all those aliens came down and they had to get the Master Chief to stop them. Yeah, Master, uh, everyone's friend Master Chief came and buried a school so no ghosts could get out. I'm, I think I've lost the plot of this flood. Uh, yeah, so they need to find a place to meet up and talk about stuff. So Shaggy invites them 
over to his place because everyone else is, has parents that doesn't like kids being kids, kids. <laughs> just like hanging out. Uh, I do like that they're like, okay, whose house should we go to? And I don't remember uh, Fred or Velma's excuses, but I imagine they were like, nah, can't, just can't do it. It was basically like, uh, those, I think Velma's more big thing was more just because of the suspension, where it's like, oh, I didn't do anything. It was the ghosts. Right. <laughs> uh, also, like, it's nighttime. Like, you wouldn't be in school right now anyway. Yeah. Or no, they're talking. Oh, that's right. They're talking about like school the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, or yeah, skipping school the next day. So then they're like, "All right, well, we'll meet at Shaggy's." Because like, yeah, my parents go to work, and I live in a basement, so it's pretty easy. Relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next morning, we see Shaggy playing sick, and then the gang shows up after they throw everything in a closet. I have a question about uh, faking sick to stay home from school that you are suspended to. Uh, wouldn't his mom or dad have to call to school to say that he's not coming? And wouldn't they then find out that he is suspended? Um, at least in my experience, they, my parents just wrote a note the next day or whenever okay. I showed up at school again. That makes sense. I thought, I, don't know. I think, uh, I think my school district was a call and let him know kind of thing. But I was like, maybe it's just easier to skip school, Shaggy, but okay. Especially considering that his parents are just not going to show up to their house, uh, stay at their house for any given point of time. Because as soon as Jaggy's mom leaves, he's immediately up yeah. setting things up. It's like no delay at all. Yeah. And then even shorter, shortly after that, the rest of the gang starts showing up. And we see the inception of Scooby Snacks, which are basically just brownies, but with kibble in them. Yeah. For, was it for taste or, or texture? For texture. Texture. Okay. Also, at some point, Shaggy calls it the Shagwell Manor, which I think is incredibly bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's real bad. Velma finds out that Zeke and Prue were the founders of Coolsville Academy, and they were going to bury a time capsule, but then the big blood happened and destroyed the Academy and killed them. And I guess, well, assumingly. Assuming there were more people there than just those two. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, everyone there probably died. Because the flood happened very quickly. Yeah. Like, while they were at the ceremony to bury it, I think, it sounds like. It wasn't until later that I found out, oh, wait, okay, so, it's, they're different schools. Yeah. It's not the same school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as we mentioned, the new school that's there now was built on top of the old school. So it, so it's a real estate plot. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Uh, in order to get back to the scene of the crime so they can start investigating, they decide to break into the school at night. Uh, yep. <laughs> this is where Fred tries to do a alright gang, let's split up and search for clues, but then everybody argues with him because who put him in charge? Yeah, uh, and also, this is the second time that Velma's like, you just want to go with the hottie, uh, pointing at Daphne. And earlier, she's like, oh, you said you apologized to the pretty one. F- first of all, it's preposterous that Haley Kyoko in any universe is not considered pretty. Uh, yeah. That's just <laughs> just flat out ridiculous. And second of all, Velma's very into Daphne, right? <laughs> like, super into Daphne? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just glad it's not just me, because I'm like, 
She's just staring at her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a moment later where I'm like, mm, that's De- that's that's Velma trying to see where Daphne stands on Fred, not because she wants Fred. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some like fishing, but it's not what the movie thought it was doing. Yeah. yeah. I honestly got vibes about it like even earlier back when Daphne ended up in her seat and she was like, "Oh. Hello." Yeah. <laughs> and then panicked and was like, "Can I tell you about my nano reactor?" Yeah. Uh, this scene also kind of reminds me of the scene from one of the other live-action Scooby-Doo movies where Fred says, I think dorky chicks like you are hot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's good. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, so they stick together instead of splitting up, and we see the ghosts are told by the Spectre to follow them. And then we also see those ghosts possess mannequins, and that's kind of yes. creepy. Because they are, again, they are real ghosts and they can do that. And at this point, I was still not sure. But then later on, <laughs> like, like, by the end of this fight, I was like, oh, I guess they're just real ghosts. Okay. Uh, I The thing about this was that, oh, they're just trying to avoid needing to do the CGI ghosts anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they're having actual actors in suits in... uh mannequins i guess yeah in oldie time football uniforms yeah they find some ectoplasm right is this when they find the ectoplasm this is where um velma has a black light and finds a mysterious residue on the stage they okay and then she like scrapes it up with the slide and there's a very good joke about how fred's (laughs) like you just carry slides on you she's like yeah why else would i like that's why else would i have a microscope it's very good but also (laughs) i love also, if you're at a high school and you find a mysterious glowing fluid, probably don't touch it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no matter what, just probably be like, that's going to stay there. We're going to skip it. We're going to move on. Granted, it was right where the ghost re- uh, appeared during the pep rally. That is true. So I can understand why, but still don't touch it. Yeah. I, it's, I just love the microscope joke too much. I'm still thinking it about was, it. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, I love that. Because she's not even looking back at her bag when she pulls the microscope out. And it's not a small microscope. <laughs> and it's like a regular-sized uh, bag. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of... There's a joke um, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where somebody is asking somebody else, is like, hey, do you have a hairdryer in your purse? And yeah, I'm not an animal. And it's like, God, that's good. Yeah. Uh, After they get the substance up and they start to look at it through the microscope, the mannequins finally show up to confront them. Everyone sort of splits up a little bit. Fred is going face-to-face with Prue the footballer, while Daphne and Velma are getting chased by Zeke and the other older football outfit. And then Shaggy and Scooby are being chased by the Dark Spectre. No, they are just not being chased right now. Okay. Yeah, they're just fleeing for no reason. <laughs> well, because there was a ghost. Yeah, th- well, yeah. Uh, a ghost definitely finds them by the end of this scene. Yes. Uh, okay. But yeah, I like Fred fighting a football ghost with football. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, I call it a football ghost in my notes. It It's just a lady. It's just a very old lady ghost. Um, yeah. She doesn't know anything about football. Fred's definitely got the upper hand. <laughs> 
but because she is both a ghost and a mannequin, she feels no pain. <laughs> she feels no pain and has telekinesis. <laughs> Daphne and Velma are chased into the costume room where they see a bunch of masks that look like the same mask as the Spectres. Yeah. And then Fred punches a ghost. Yep. And the head spins around on the mannequin, and I was like, oh, the ghosts are real. Okay. <laughs> and then one uses telekinesis to make a volleyball net grab him, and I was like, alright, I guess they're just real ghosts now. Yeah. He's trapped against the wall with the volleyball net, and then hits a switch to get the safety harness to pull him up out of the, out of it and through the air. A safety harness for what? They say it's gymnastics. Yeah, they do say that later. Okay. But it's still kind of like, hmm, okay, weird. But there's also only a handful of gymnastics you could wear that with, because a lot of them involve going around things or flipping around things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess they just have, like, trapeze as an elective at this school. (laughs) This school, this, like, city also has a museum, so maybe. Yeah, (laughs) who knows? Yeah. Hey, it's Coolsville. It's Coolsville. They gotta be cool. Yeah. What's cooler than a trapeze? Nothing. Crew hits the wall as uh, Fred flies out of the way and just... The mannequin stops at the wall, but Prue keeps going, which is very funny. It is. Yes. And they, she sees um, Shaggy and Scooby running down the hallway and decides to follow them instead. And then tries to murder them in a minute. Yep. Yeah. Tr- tries to kill them for real. Meanwhile, Zeke gives up trying to find Vilma and Daphne in the costume room. We see that they are in a two-part horse costume. And they run off, still in the costume. Yep. Yes, they run outside the school, still in the costume. <laughs> it's a perfect disguise. It worked on a ghost once. It's probably going to work again. Yeah, of course. That's Actually, that would have been a good joke to see you come back. Mm-hmm. Prue ends up spooking Shaggy and Scooby in the cafeteria, and then ends up trapping them in the freezer. Yeah, it, like, puts a pin in the lock and tries to kill them by freezing them to death. Yeah. They're ghosts. They're just making more ghosts. Yeah. Uh, as Fred, Daphne, and Vilma all leave the school, uh, they keep running because the ghosts just make two giant pillars of fire and explode the building. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of wild. So the next morning, Fred meets up with Daphne and Velma, and Daphne hugs him, I guess. Yeah, she's very excited that he's not dead from a ghost. Which I I feel, I could have sworn that they all saw each other at the end, when they left. I thought I, so too, but I guess not? I think Fred might have been behind the other two, and they just did not stop running. I guess, maybe. Also, they had that horse costume on. They were basically built-in horse blinders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they realize that, hey, Shaggy and Scooby aren't here. <laughs> and then we see Vice Principal Grimes let them out of the freezer. Well, granted, they have been yelling. Yeah. Uh, so it's not he just randomly opened the freezer and found them. He heard them yelling which by the way they would be dead yeah oh for sure 100 like straight up 100 percent, they would have died they would not have lasted until morning yeah not uh, in a fr- like a and we find out later that shaggy did eat all of the ice cream that is such a good joke too because he's like yeah ghost yes. ghost locked us in here and ate all the ice cream 
kind of hurting your own cause there, Shaggy, but I expect, yeah. I respect the effort. Also, yeah. probably not doing wonders for your body temperature. No, he he would have definitely died. <laughs> he would not have survived at Tinto Morning at that temperature that kept keeps ice frozen. Yeah, he he wouldn't have survived. But it's a good bit. Yeah, it, it, it's a good joke. Yeah, then we see the outside of the school and see that it's super destroyed with the skull burning mm-hmm. to the front of it and the words that say "Beware, stay away." And uh, over Coolsville, it says Doomsville, which is just an yeah. excellent touch. Yeah. That may have been there already, actually. <laughs> that might have been unrelated. Uh, my question is, why was Grimes in the destroyed building? Because uh, he just loves that school so much. He was probably searching for something, like clues, like on his own, maybe? But it is very suspicious. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're trying to point at something. They're trying to be like, hey, what's this guy doing here? Yeah. Hmm. Suspicious, right? Just a wee bit suspicious. This is where Velma states that, oh, uh, that residue, that was magnesium chlorate, often used in things that flash and occasionally smoke. And then they're about to say something, and then Daphne just rattles off what it does. Yes. And I thought they were going to do a cool thing here by just having Daphne know stuff. Nope. She can read upside down. Which, so is she a, read, which is uh, impressive. Notes. Yeah. It, it is impressive, but not as impressive as Daphne just knowing this. Yeah. Theory. Maybe she did know it and was trying yeah. to cover yeah. up the fact that she's an extreme nerd. Right, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah that's she, also a possibility. Yeah, because like, she's like also an actress, so like being able to read upside down might be a skill you need to know, so she played it off with that, but it's definitely that she's just very into chemistry. And Fred says, oh, maybe so the ghosts could fly, they use the safety rigging. Uh, and they decide, oh yeah, this is probably enough to clear our names, even though it's just accusations with no one to accuse. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, there were ghosts, and a harness? You gotta let us go. Yeah. It'll be fine. We see Principal Deedle again trying to close the school, but Grimes is like, nope, this was shoot. This was Shaggy and Scooby. They destroyed the school. From even in- though from inside the even freezer, though they were locked in the freezer and would have died. They locked themselves in the freezers to survive the explosion. How do you put a pin in from the uh, inside out on the outside? Yeah, I think Ghosts. your story's full of holes. You look pretty suspicious, Vice Principal Grimes. Yeah, uh, he also accuses the rest of the gang of being involved. And Shaggy tries to take all of the blame, but then they all just admit to being there. And as a result, they all get expelled. And for a second, Shaggy is excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that he's like, it was just me. And then they're like, no, it wasn't. I was like, oh, look at you, team building. This is great. It's always a good thing to see friends come together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Shaggy has some theories about who it might be. Because he notices... The janitor who is uh, outside cleaning up the explosion. <laughs> yep. And he remembers a scene in which he was in a trash can <laughs> going down a hallway for, in which the janitor is being like, I, I never wanted to be a janitor. Uh, and it's like, Jackie, you weren't there. What the heck? <laughs> you were face down in a trash can losing down a hallway. How did you hear that? But. 
Okay, uh, I just had a su sudden thought of, but we don't know how many times this is that happened to Shaggy, so maybe he heard it on another situation. That's true. I like to imagine the janitor says that every time. Always. Yes. Out of context, just like all the time, he just says how much he hates being a janitor. Yes. Uh, the other suspect is the librarian. Yeah. Uh, because she was upset about having to do jobs at the school. <laughs> I guess it was a matter of she. It's not in her job description to supervise detentions. Maybe. Yeah. Could yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they said like the budget got cut, and now she's also detention. Yeah, and it's like she wants to be a librarian, not a detention person. Yeah, I guess. And uh, she hates these illiterates, which is just like such a. a I bet that's like a real cool dig in like librarian circles. Yeah. No. Well, uh, I don't. I don't. I have a librarian friend I can ask. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And so, after sharing this information, Daphne's like, all right, we should sneak back into the school tomorrow. We're going to have to use disguises. Oh, my goodness. I was not prepared for this. No, I wasn't for, either. For what happens in a minute. Yeah. Um, we have some scenes while. Uh, Daphne is doing some beauty work on Velma, such as um, them sharing, you know, some thoughts on who Velma could probably date. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is where Velma's like, "Oh, what about Fred?" Yeah, he's kind of cute. And then she like, I, I guess Daphne like stabs her under the fingernail <laughs> or something. Well, I think she's giving her like some form of manicure. Mm-hmm. I think she was clipping something and got a little too close. Yeah. You know how that gets. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Fred and Shaggy start talking about Major League Eating, and Fred's like, yeah, I'll go to a Major League Eating event. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I found that very cute. That yeah. was that was a really cute kind of situation. It's like, oh, I've never thought of this before, but hey, I, I like this guy. I'll go with him. Yeah. It was very adorable. Yeah, I think that guy's cute. I'll go watch some people eat food. Uh, then we get the reveal of hot Velma, which is just Velma, <laughs> but without glasses. Yep. And then shortly afterwards, we get everybody else's costumes, too, such as Daphne as a late 90s television goth. Yep. And uh, spine-leaving-my-body Fred. Yeah, Fred turns into God. a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. <laughs> It was really bad. Uh, and Shaggy and Scooby are trash cans. <laughs> That's weird, that right? <laughs> was so funny. I was delighted by that. It was weird, but oh my god, I was like, wait, what? Oh my god! Because like, there's the panning shot. There's like, here's here's Goth Daphne and uh and SoundCloud rapper Fred and like pretty girl uh, Velma and two trash cans. Yeah. Walking in slow motion. Uh, in order to sneak past the vice principal and get into the school, Fred and Daphne kiss. And then they get all flustered about it. Which all it did was draw attention to them. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they did. Because PDA. Yeah, wouldn't you, like, want to not do that? I mean, I guess she panicked and just did the first thing she could think of. But still. Yeah, she's an actress. I yeah. can understand it. It worked, though, because he did not recognize them. 
So it worked. Yeah. Uh, although I think they were actually pretty extremely changed. So maybe you wouldn't recognize them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> Daphne should have just trusted in her disguises of them and just kept going. Cause Velma's not her, her it's like, she's not doing anything. She, like, uh, no, she dives prone behind the trash cans. Oh, she does. Yes. Doesn't she? <laughs> Uh, That's not suspicious. Uh, once they get inside, Fred and Daphne follow the janitor into the boiler room, where they see him recording an audition for a dancing show. Yes. It was very cute. Uh, this is also a picture wrap on the janitor, because I don't think we see him again. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, he's he's. we never see him again. Once he's clear, it's like, alright, get out of here. Uh, Dougie, you gotta go. Meanwhile, Velma is hiding in a book return slot and sees that the librarian is getting hired at the regular library. So he goes in there just to look around and finds an old spooky book or a set of a box that contains would contain three books, but just has two and just takes one of them. Something of note that I really liked was um, when the librarian got like was opening the letter to the regular uh, university library, I think it was. Yeah, I thought it was just the cool uh, library, but maybe. I think it was a university. Uh, but she was opening the letter with a wicked-looking letter opener, and I really liked that. Oh yeah, because yeah, it, it made her look very sinister. It was like it was great. It was like an athame from Charmed. Like yes, they use that. They it use was this, the same dagger on that show a lot, and she just holds it up. Like, she's about to sacrifice a goat or whatever, and then, like, <laughs> nope, just opening my, my acceptance letter to a cooler yeah. job. Yeah. Nice. Good for that librarian. I honestly liked these two uh, reveals. They were very cute, because it's just, like, they're just people. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to find better things. They're not sinister. They just got dreams. That's all. Um. While Velma is looking at this old book, the librarian comes back and almost catches her. But then <laughs> Velma pretends to be Russian, but luckily knows enough Russian to accidentally get out of it. Yeah, yeah, because the librarian studied Russian in <laughs> Russia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, at the University of Moscow or something. Yeah. It's like, librarian, what are you doing here at a high school? Right? This is why she's so upset. She's way better than this high school. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, she says something about, like, smelling something. I don't remember. And then, like, laughs. And then just, I, I was like, oh, this is when Velma gets caught. But then, like, nope. She also does know Russian. So. Yes. Nice. It's fortunate that you don't didn't have no uh, no-nos or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, that's a strange thing to say, but I'm going to assume it was a joke. Yeah. Um. So they all end up back at Shaggy's place. And Velma's like, this is the third book, or this is the first of a three-part set on supernatural books. <laughs> the second one was basically, or the third one, which is the one that was missing, was basically called How to Summon Ghosts for Evil Things. <laughs> how, how to make ghosts happen to help you out with your real estate plots. <laughs> um, also, I have a question about this. I haven't been to a library in a while, and that's probably a failing on me, but do books have 
in the little paper that's stuck in the pocket inside the front cover. Yes. Does it say um, other books that were taken out on those? No, not on that. Okay. Oh, I thought it was an index. Like, not index, but um, those things that where it tells you, oh, this author did this, this, and this. Oh, that's I, thought, well. I, I thought that's what she was reading. That's where she got okay. the names of the other books, but she does right. say that Grimes checked out the one that was missing. Yeah, which wouldn't that be in the book that he has? Or did she just also she take that? on that. Maybe you have to check these out as a set, and then he just didn't return the third book. Okay. Or, alternatively, hmm. he would have had to check out the first two to learn magic anyways. I, I don't know. Right. See, I don't think that's how library book. Well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> and who knows? We gotta, we gotta get some librarians on this show to clear some things up right now. I guess we do. Okay, so they're like, okay, we need to go find. Uh, we need to go check out Grimes. Then let's see where he lives. Oh, he lives on top of Coolsville Mountain, like some kind of Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the book Grinch. Oh, that's why he has the book. There was a torn page. Yeah, he he brought it up there. He's going to fix it up there and bring it back here. Uh, they're also like, we'll never get there on our bikes. And then Shaggy's like, well, I have a license. And they're like, why do you have a license? He's like, I've been held back several times. Yeah, poor Shaggy. Poor guy. I get so hungry and I just can't concentrate. And have you always had those glasses, Velma? That was a good throwaway to like, just like dot the point. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, well, then he'll just drive us. But he doesn't have a car. Ah, beans. Well, movie over. But wait. Daphne's like, ah, I technically have a car. It's my dad's car, but he's going to give it to me when I'm 16. This this is the last scene I watched. I had to watch this movie in two parts. I watched it uh, an hour of it this morning from 4.30 to 5.30. And then <laughs> I watched the last half an hour when I got home from work. Uh, because I fell asleep, I, I, I told you before, but for the podcast uh, listeners, I fell asleep about a minute into it last night at like nine, because I'm a very old man now, I guess. And and so I woke up this morning and I was like, oh no, I have to watch a movie by four today. Um, so I started watching it then. This, this is where I saw until, because he's like, stack them up and they're like, ah, we don't go in for the everybody put your hands in kind of thing. And he's like, all right, cool, me either. This isn't the time for that. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I thought maybe. Okay. And then they leave and I paused it and I went to work and I had to wait eight hours to get the punchline of the joke <laughs> that Daphne has a car. And let me tell you, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question, though. Did okay. Did you have to pause it before or after the reveal of the ghost with a stretched out face? Um. I don't think I saw. I don't. I think I might have missed that. <laughs> no, it was just after they don't leave the house. The one it reveals that the ghosts were spying on them this whole time. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. I oh yeah. One was hiding in a uh, lava lamp, and the other oh, one yeah, was hiding okay. on like a funky poster. Yes, I did see that, but it was again about fourteen hours ago that I saw that. So okay. Uh, yeah, it was. I think I paused it right as they got to Daphne's, and I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna watch this when I get home." And then I, I forgot all about it until she's like here's my cars and i was like okay that's immediately the next scene and we see it's all these nice cars um, except that the one that daphne is going to get at 16 is the groundskeeper's old van which is understandable yeah i mean you don't want to have a first car that's expensive 
Yeah. I think yeah. everyone I know wrecked their first car in some fashion. Mm. Uh, I also like that she's like, yeah, I'm rich, but like, doesn't mean I get everything I want. They're like, oh, okay, you got layers. All right. And then she then she says maybe the best line in the movie, which is, yeah, when I turn 16, they're going to buy the groundskeeper a new van and I'm going to get <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. It was it's very a lot of good. good jokes in this movie. Is the thing. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Velma says that at three hundred thousand miles, it's a mystery <laughs> that this machine still runs. <laughs> Velma, I have some news for you. Both of my cars have had three hundred thousand miles on them. Uh, it's, <laughs> how, how how do you keep them running? It's a mystery. Well, technically, the first one did stop running at some point. <laughs> right. But this one's all right. Uh, three hundred thousand miles is like a a lot for a kid. Yeah. I think like you, you like have if to you're own like a car, like for yeah. almost a decade to get to that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you're a kid, though, there's three hundred thousand miles on it. If you're like, I can't even perceive of that number. I have no idea what that number even means. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, first thing I noticed here as soon as they get in the van is that there is a Huckleberry Hound bobblehead on the dashboard. Yes, there is. Yep. Uh, also, the steering wheel has a steering wheel cover <laughs> that is Nickelodeon orange. <laughs> uh, secret cross promotions. <laughs> uh, Shaggy is very clearly flustered and is barely able to even attempt to drive at this point. And almost wakes up the entire house before driving away in a very stop-and-go fashion. Yeah. It's also revealed that he only got his license like a, maybe a few weeks ago, something along those lines. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't put a lot of miles into that license yet. Also, Fred's like the state of Ohio gave you a license and you're going to use it. So I guess Coolsville is in Ohio. Yeah, they say it's an Erie County. Okay, that's very cute. <laughs> I like that. Uh, they all have a heart-to-heart on the road, where they're basically like, oh, well, I thought you were going to be X, but actually, you're Y. Uh, this is another, if you're keeping a counter of, like, how many times Velma just stares at Daphne for a little while, um, <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty big scene for that. Yeah, it's definitely the most egregious one, and it happens for, like, a good ten seconds before Daphne's it's, like, what? It's a long <laughs> time. <laughs> Uh yeah, and they're like, I thought you were gonna be this, and oh well, I thought you were gonna be this, and Fred's like, yeah, what about me? And they're like, no, we pretty much figured you out right away, Fred. And everybody else is like, uh, and Shaggy and Scooby are just, there's nothing to say. Yeah, I like Fred. But they're still trying to figure them out. Yeah, I like I like Fred's like cover with that. Is like, hey, we we're trying to figure you out. And he's like, yeah, we're in a class all our own, Scoob. And I was like, ah, I like these, I like these kids. Yeah. Uh, we see a road road sign here written in the chiller font that just says "Old Spooky House, two point five miles." <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing where, man, another high schooler found out about where strict vice principal, whatever his name is, lives, and is like, "I know what kind of prank I'm gonna do." Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I'm going to order a very expensive fake road sign and then install it myself <laughs> in the passing of night. <laughs> uh, got him I did notice because they get to Mr. Grimes' house that at this point all of their outfits are very reminiscent of the original outfits for all of the game um, this is yes. probably the closest yeah. Fred ever gets he's wearing like a blue letterman-ish sweat jacket with like an mm-hmm. orange collar 
over another white polo. His his latest in a long line of white polos. <laughs> uh, Shaggy's like, we can't just break in. That actually is illegal, though. <laughs> That's like a real crime. But Fred's oh, it's not breaking in if the door's open, and then we see the door creak open. I swear, this is this bothers me because it's like okay, it's like not the middle of the night, but it's late, and the door is wide open. If you're like going to do this, you're thinking, oh shit, there's already a murderer in there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like why? You're gonna assume the worst. Why else why would the door be door? open? Yeah. And also, like it's still trespassing. That's still illegal. Yeah, it's yeah. less illegal than breaking and entering, but like. Not by much, I don't think. No. But also, like, you're absolutely right. Like, why would you go into, like... It, like, opens for them, too. It's like, would you like to come get murdered in here? <laughs> and they're like, yes, let's go. Ah, I am a house full of guns. <laughs> yeah, it is revealed when they enter that uh, the vice principal is a World War II buff, which... Hmm? Mm, yep. Mm, yeah, especially no. in this political climate. Yeah. Granted, I think this was, what, 2009? Yeah. Yeah, it's still a little... Mm, God, that was ten years ago. Th- yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, trying to le- I'm trying to keep all my bones from turning into dust right now. <laughs> uh, I will say, immediately, when we see these mannequins wearing the, mi- mannequins wearing the military gear with guns, I was like, are they going to get shot at with real guns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yes. These mannequins got yes. real guns, and they're going to shoot these teenagers. Yeah, the ghost is going to become that and then kill them. Uh, they don't. They do still get shot at with real guns, though. Yeah, just real tiny plane-mounted guns? I didn't get this. Why do I you mean, have real... Okay, sure. How, how, do, how do these little toy planes have working guns? I don't He's know. A very meticulous modeler. I, I guess. He's really into model uh, planes. The gang finally does do a split up. So Fred, Velma, and Daphne go upstairs while Shaggy and Scooby check out the ground floor. And this is where the planes happen and chase Shaggy with actual bullets and then the tank models come to life with actual cannons. Uh, That happens shortly after a fart joke. Because you gotta do a fart joke in a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Especially a live action one. If yeah, this was not as prolonged as the uh, the two thousand and two uh uh Scooby Doo movie, which was I think forty five minutes of fart jokes in a <laughs> row. But it still it still had to happen, I guess. They had to this is a prequel to that movie specifically, so they do have to right. set up the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta set it up, but you can't do too much. Because you gotta you gotta you gotta build up to that one. Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, Fred, Velma, and Daphne find the book they were looking for, but I guess they don't hear all of the guns and explosions happening downstairs. No. <laughs> and also don't, like, wonder why there's nobody here at all, because, like, they just walk through, like, a Well, they assumed that he was out of being the specter or something. Okay. Still weird. Yeah. Uh, they find evidence here that the specter definitely wants the time capsule, but anyways, the specter shows up, and then gasses everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's really goofy, too, because he pulls out, like, a Febreze spray bottle <laughs> and just waves it around, completely destroying his mystique because he's just got this spray bottle just, like, spritzing the air, and it knocks them all out, which is, like, 
you know, still like a like a threatening action, but it's just kind of goofy while it happens. Yeah. yeah. I thought for some reason, I thought, oh, there was a gas mask earlier during the fart joke. Is the gas mask going to show up? No. Nope. No. <laughs> nope, it's still sitting in the room. He just left it there. Yeah. Spectre, they, they all wake up in the school and are like, how did we get here? And the Spectre's like, haha, I'm here. And I have both Scooby-Doo and the Vice Principal that hates all of you. <laughs> oh, what a twist. This is also uh, the cut between them getting knocked out and then waking up to school is definitely a like, oh, this is made for television. Like that was mm-hmm. 100% a commercial break. You can just feel it. Yeah. Yep. Spectre says, I'm going to force you to go down there and get the capsule for me. And when they're doing all of this stuff, I'm pretty sure I hear like a bit of the motif from the Scooby-Doo live action movie theme song. Mm. Like in the backing track, but I, I can't really tell. I, I didn't uh, notice. I'm not sure. It was just like, it stood out to me enough that I wrote it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 you're probably right. <laughs> like, I think there's, there's probably some of that in there. I just didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. So this is where they decide to stack it up. Yeah. Because Scooby's all of their dogs. And yeah. it's very sweet. I'm more of a cat person, but it's still the cutest dog I've ever seen. Can I tell you something? Velma being a cat person makes the most sense out of anything in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously Velma's a cat person. Why didn't I see that before? Honestly, I would have assumed she would have had, like, a weird reptile instead. But Yeah, that's... I could see that. Yeah. Speaking of, there's a snake in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> they go downstairs, and there's just a snake down there. This is a bad environment for a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they decide to look around in the underground. And Velma almost gets crushed by a wall. Fred saves her. Daphne saves Shaggy, too. Uh, she pulls him out of the way. And then Fred dives and, like, Buster Keaton's Velma because they land right in between a doorframe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is, I thought, a, a pretty good stunt. They're, like, yeah, on top of each other. And they're like, ooh, what's going on here? And then Daphne's like, excuse me. Hi. Fred, get off of my future girlfriend. <laughs> they realize now, like, even if we do find the capsule, Spectre's just going to pin everything on us. So Fred comes up with a plan. Yes. Also, this is when um, I was like, it's very weird there are real ghosts in this movie, and he didn't just have the ghosts come downstairs to find the time capsule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they could have possessed another mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Granted, he uh, there's also the fact that he does want to pin it on them. That is true. Uh, but so like, there's a reason. He would have gotten away with Still it weird. if he wouldn't have involved them at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, we do see them playing cards, like the ghost playing cards later. Yes! Like, you could have picked up that time capsule, even if you didn't yes, possess I a mannequin. Love... Yeah. I love the detail of the, the ghosts just fucking... playing cards. <laughs> yeah. They're just playing cards. <laughs> bored. They've been dead for a hundred years and they're playing cards. <laughs> the times have changed, but card games haven't. <laughs> so Fred and Shaggy call the Spectre over to help them lift up the capsule. But then Fred puts them in a rolling basket and rolls them away. While Fred, or Velma and Daphne hit him with a bunch of stuff. 
Shaggy goes to open the door so they can lock the Spectre behind it, but then just a bunch of water comes out. Yeah, there was a second secret flood waiting for him. This flood was also trapped down here in the flood. (laughs) I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more obvious water damage. Yeah, you'd think there would be some. The books all seem pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so this mini flood happens and washes them all away. And then the ghosts and Scooby hear the commotion. So the ghosts go to check it out while Scooby starts clawing through his ropes. Which he could have done at any time. Well, he he was being guarded. Yeah, and he wasn't wasn't brave enough before. He didn't hear his friends screaming for him. Mm, Or screaming in general. Yeah. Um, Also, this is when I called the ending. I was like, oh, I figured it out. And I did. I was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. Um, but to their credit, it we're over two-thirds through the movie, and I didn't figure it out until just now, so that's a pretty good rate. Yeah. I will be honest, I did not think it would... I didn't get it. Because I was like, there is one other adult it could be. <laughs> <laughs> And I was writing, I was hedging my bets on the first adult we saw in the film. Okay, that would also have been, I, I could see that. See, uh, uh, granted, we it hasn't done the reveal yet, so I'll wait until, I say I'll wait and I'm going to forget. I'll bring there's it up. A reason why, there's a reason why I was like, oh, this is why, and hopefully I'll remember to say it, but okay. let's continue. Uh, so the time capsule was in the water. And Spectre grabs it and sends the ghosts after the gang, but Velma grabbed the book. And as they run away, Velma's glasses fall off. And she doesn't even get to say her trademark line. Yeah. I think they're expecting, like, they're definitely trying for a series, and they do get a sequel movie. uh, But you gotta save something, right? Yeah, I guess. But uh, Shaggy accidentally steps on them, so he has to go find the spell in the book. Remember how Shaggy does magic in this movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's real magic. Sorcerer. He's he's a sorcerer now. One <laughs> percent of his power. <laughs> well, I think it does track because in the live act the two thousand two live action he deals with more magic. That's true. That's true. He's got an affinity. He's touched by the magic. Uh Shaggy's my favorite sorcerer. <laughs> Uh, they hide in a room that's full of bats, and then the ghosts show up and chase them, and they go through a big web. And Shaggy's like, ah, oh, I found a spell, let me read it. And it was a bad one. And instead summons <laughs> a bunch more ghosts. And they do a scene from Gremlins. Yeah, yep, they yes. they come right out of the, like, a movie theater. We got to a movie theater playing, like, an old movie, and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> What's going on <laughs> right 3D now? They're 3D glasses! And, oh, and I was uh, like, Shaggy oh, did hey! summon a hundred ghosts spell instead of just the two. Do you think you would have started with the 100 ghost spell? I mean, that would have cleared out the entire town immediately, right? Yeah, it couldn't mm-hmm. be kids if there's 100 of them. Well, they, oh, you got you got a point. Got to keep it realistic. Yeah, so do a bunch of scenes of them terrorizing. Well, my favorite one is probably this lady taking something out of the microwave and a ghost chef says, Are you ready for some chicken cordon boom? <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the only one that really gets a line, right? Yeah, everyone else is, is just like, oh, we're in the movie theater. Oh, we're going through a house. We're in a car now. So that means that when they were writing it, they were like, no, I gotta get this joke in. 
And that might have been a leftover line from the fake feast scene from the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> that is true. Uh, the Spectre catches up to the gang, and so Shaggy reads another spell, and this is the right one, which banishes all of the ghosts, and you hear the ghosts apologizing, like, oh no, he was controlling us. Uh, and then Fred is immediately just about to punch the Spectre in the face. Yeah. Yes. Except the the Spectre does a the buck wildest thing I can think of, and he pulls out a, a couple sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Oh, I saw that, and I'm like, mm, that's that's an interesting choice. Hmm. Yeah. If I go down, you're all going down with me. I'll kill four kids and a dog. <laughs> he even says, like, I'm going to get out of here, but you won't. It's like, buddy, you're holding the dynamite. What is... <laughs> What's the plan? What I do like about it is that um, when the dynamite changes hands to Shaggy, Shaggy's like about to panic, and Daphne just pulls the yeah. uh, the what's it called wire the fuse the fuse out, and so it's no longer going to uh, do anything. And then Shaggy just tosses the dynamite behind him. Yeah, uh, he also does this with the uh, the book too. After he reads the spell, he just chucks it. He learned his yeah. lesson. This this book is not to be trifled with. Also, we should mention Scooby Doo makes the save. Yes, he comes down and yes. tackles the specter, and Scooby just ties him up. Yeah, um, I forget where they say it, but they do mention. I'm going to say it now because I don't have it anywhere else in my notes. The mask that the specter is wearing that they're about to remove is one of the masks they were using for the play of Julius Caesar, which is a mm-hmm. different play. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Daphne would have been so embarrassed. Oh, I got the wrong script. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows up doing Wherefore Art Thou Romeos, and they're like, that is not even anything in this play. Two Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they've tied up the Spectre, and then they go to unmask him, and it's Principal, Principal Deedle. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So they go to un- they open up the time capsule to see why he wanted it, but Shaggy knows right away. Yes. But there's a letter here with a misprinted stamp. It's the most valuable misprinted stamp in the world. This stamp was buried for 200 years. Who knew about it? How did how did you know that it was like the picture could not have had good enough quality even if you did see the stamp you would not be able to tell it it was a misprint yeah from a picture yeah, who of knows it. it's, it's it's a mystery it's a mystery, it's a mystery. <laughs> cut to vice, vice principal i guess now principal grimes giving that's a how it works speech. About the gang doing good and how them and yeah, they just like oh, the gang were all actually good people. And he was regretful of the fact that he blamed them. He just loves his school so much, and they're no longer suspended. Velma and Shaggy have some expert level fashion right here. Uh, yes, Velma. It, yeah, Velma's doing great. Yeah, uh, Velma's dressed like Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She yeah, she was Avril Lavigne's stunt double in Skater Boy. Uh, six or seven years too late. And Shaggy just has, like, a suede jacket? I think that's suede. I swear it was velvet, but it might be suede. <laughs> it might be, ooh, I don't know which one it is. It's got a weird pattern on it, too. But it's a jacket over his normal green shirt outfit, and I love it. It's good. It looks really good. 
yeah, and they all talk about it. It's like, oh, we did it because of teamwork and friendship. And then they go to actually bury the time capsule because it never did get buried. And Shaggy's yep. shovel somehow goes flying and breaks Grimes' car again. Yeah, <laughs> he whips that shovel. That that hole would have been dug real quick if he would have kept a good grip on it. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, the gang's just walking down a sidewalk and they're like, ah, oh, that mystery was good, but what now? And so they start to part their separate ways. And Velma's like, you know, there's a mystery thing going on at the museum. They're like, yeah, psych, we're not, we're not breaking up. We're going to be Mystery Inc. now. Uh, Shaggy <laughs> has to bribe Scooby with the newly named Scooby Snacks. And then we get a montage set to the What's New Scooby-Doo theme song. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, we see them painting the mystery machine, and we get a bunch of reaction shots followed by sound effects. <laughs> then there's just some, like... Here's some other mysteries they did. And, like, here's Fred leaning back in a chair that a trap door opens behind him. And all kinds of things like that. And I was like, oh, you definitely hope you're getting a series. And that's the end of the film. So, okay, before I forget, the reason why I figured out that it was the principal and not the bus driver, considering the bus driver is the other only adult we've seen, that hadn't been discounted, was the fact that they introduced stamp collecting so early on in the movie, and yeah. we know nothing about anything that the bus driver would have been interested in. Um, it's those little details when, in Scooby-Doo films that it's like, ah, that's why <laughs> this is a thing. See, I thought it was just going to be one of those really good line deliveries you get in some B-movies. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, this was just a throwaway joke, but the actor decided to go really into on that. Uh, they're the most valuable kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good movie. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. I did too. It was saved by the fact that we don't see Scooby-Doo very much. Yeah, there's a there's like a couple stretches where Scooby's just gone, and not because like he's been taken or anything or he like they're in school or anything like they're out doing stuff and he's just not there for yeah. a while. It's like, Oh, they just didn't want to, you know, make a Scooby-Doo walk around. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really notice that he wasn't there that often until afterwards. And I thought about it. So yeah. there's nothing really missing as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of the talking dog. Yeah. This could have been like, one of those cult classics, like some of those Di- Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the two things? Or do you say tweak a I'm few? I'm also curious. I don't I know said if you said a few things. A few things. Okay, I thought you said two things. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. ooh, I'm, now I'm waiting for them. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it would have just been Talking Dog and the names. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few of the jokes need to go, but otherwise you're good. Yeah. Probably give Fred a personality like a little bit. Yeah. He didn't need a lot. Because, like, Rafi Amel is, like, like he's, like, handsome and charming, but, like, he could have used a little bit of a personality, I think. I think there's a reason his cousin is the Green Arrow and not him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made him dumber. Maybe if they just made him dumb, that would that would have evened him out. Yeah, or made him really into traps or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's rank it. Uh, we do this binary ranking style. 
So we start at the middle. How do you think this movie compares to Scooby-Doo Music of the Vampire? Uh, fill you in on this, Jake. It's a musical film where Daphne almost gets forced to be married to a vampire. <laughs> and Shaggy thinks he got bitten by a vampire. Only a few of the songs are good. But I like them a lot. Is it a real vampire? Uh, it is not a real vampire. Uh, I don't know if that, that might be points off because there are real ghosts in this one. <laughs> well, that's true. There are real ghosts here. Hmm. I think I might actually enjoy this one more. It may have been because I didn't have like a whole lot of... I wasn't expecting a lot out of it going into it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's better. I'm going to vote better. Unfortunately, I don't remember anything anymore. <laughs> Um, I will say this movie did have a very solid mystery in which the viewer could figure it out if they were inclined. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say better. All right. And, uh, so here's something that Jake can probably chime in on. It's been nice. How does it compare to Scooby-Doo in the ghoul school? Um... It's been a minute since I've seen Ghoul School, but I that is my like favorite of the mm-hmm. like animated movies that I've seen. Um I would say Ghoul School is like I, I wanna say a little better, but again, it's probably mostly nostalgia. You guys yeah, you two have watched it before, uh re- more recent than I have. Um but I think I think Ghoul School is probably a little better, though this was really good. Like I really enjoyed it. Um like you said, the mystery is like very solvable and i was like proud of myself when i was like i bet it's a principal and there's stamps in there uh, mm-hmm. and it was and i was like yes i got it i'm a genius uh, <laughs> yeah i think if we're comparing it based on like mysteries school school didn't really have a mystery so that is something to consider no that's just like a fun summer camp episode yeah I don't know. also and and again this is just a product of me being like a, a a big softy now like i did get a little teary when they were like yeah and we solved it with fred's leadership and uh velma's brains and teamwork and i was like shut up <laughs> i shouldn't be <laughs> i shouldn't be tearing up because of a scooby-doo movie made in 2009 for the cartoon network <laughs> it was very cute yeah uh so i maybe i'll say this one's better based on recency bias i actually think it's better too oh wow yeah? Like, uh, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Ghoul School is a classic, but, and it also had real monsters, but this one is more of a Scooby-Doo film in the sense that it's got the mystery, it's got something that's solvable, and it has, like, ghosts that are kind of dangerous. They actually genuinely almost killed Shaggy twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then, speaking of actual ghosts, how does it compare to Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost? Hmm. Uh, this was, I think, the fourth film in that series of films started by uh, Zombie Island that were all made by the same animation studio in Japan. The gimmick is that Tim Curry was in it, and he was a sorcerer. <laughs> That's a solid gimmick. And he summons an actual witch ghost. Okay. And the Hex Girls first showed up in this film. I feel like I've seen the Hex Girls. I Maybe I've seen that movie. You might have. It's a good one. It, there's a reason it's number two on our list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I will recuse myself because I'm not sure if I have. And I might be pick, thinking of the Hex Girls from 
Mystery Incorporated. Because mm. they were on that show, right? I will suggest it's not as good as Witch's Ghost. I think I agree with you. Yeah. So that puts Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins as our new number three Scooby-Doo movie of all time. What a showing. <laughs> what, a, what a showing. I can't believe that. I thought I was going <laughs> to hate this one. I kind of hated Scooby, but that's because I don't like CGI. That's bad and cringy. Yeah. But yeah. overall, it's a solid film. Yeah, I, it was like a fun time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's some absolutely great jokes. This, all the all like the really good jokes land so well that like I'm mm-hmm. gonna be thinking about them for a while. That ice cream yeah. joke is very good, and the microscope was just like microscope laugh out loud funny. Yeah, it got me a few times. I'm still laughing right now. <laughs> awesome. So as of right now, our ten our list of ten Scooby Doo films looks like this. At the bottom, we have Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers. Scooby Goes Hollywood. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Scooby-Doo, Music of the Vampire. Scooby-Doo, Mask of the Blue Falcon. Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. And number one is Scooby-Doo Cyber Chase. Oh. I'm still unconvinced that it belongs at number one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with it so far. C- considering that was my pick to do. Yeah. It did go down to uh, public opinion, and public opinion stated that Cyber Chase was better. Yeah. Uh, well, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I noticed that nowadays I'm, I'm, in me personally, I'm starting to push, okay, how was, how was, how well was it as a mystery? How was the story? All that kind of detail. And I still think Cyber Chase was very solid as a mystery because it's, it, it also had those little bits that, oh, the viewer could figure it out and not, oh, it was just this random thing. Yeah, it definitely did have a, a few good clues in it. So, yeah. So, Jake. Yes. Why don't you just take about 10 minutes or so Yeah, every- everything you do? <laughs> Everyone get comfortable. <laughs> I got a lot of shows. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. I love Scooby-Doo. I don't talk about how much I love Scooby-Doo, but I love Scooby-Doo a lot. Um, so, I'm glad I got to, to do this. Uh, so, I'm on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. I've got so many podcasts that I sometimes forget how many I have. Uh, so there's the Morphin Grill, which is an episode of episode recap of the Power Rangers. We're in Time Force. It rules. Uh, there's Pokemon World Tour, which is a town-by-town recap of Pokemon, which uh, the games, which is like kind of a weird way to do things, but um, but it's real fun. Uh, there is Pokemon World Tour United, which is a actual play RPG set in the world of Pokemon. There's the Cool Kids Table, which is a uh, show where we play RPG games uh, like you know four episodes at a time uh, poorly. Um, we throw out a lot of rules all the time uh we're kind of nightmares it's pretty great <laughs> uh what else do i do kingdom smarts uh is a a show where shannon Maynor has the unenviable task of uh explaining all of kingdom hearts to me someone who had zero prior knowledge of it before we started the show um she only has 30 minutes a week to do that uh so uh she she does her best and that 
hey, did, I don't know if anyone knows this about um, Kingdom Hearts, but it's really wild. There's a lot going on in there. Uh, I do Hard Reboot, which is a show where we take public domain properties and pitch new reboots of them, uh, which is pretty fun. And I do Spectre, which is a James Bond recap podcast. And I think that's all the shows that I'm on. Everything else I edit. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I think that's everything, unless you're still releasing a podcast in the next two weeks. Um, no, probably not in the next two weeks. Uh, I don't have time to do another one. I have a good idea for one, but I just don't have time for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also had to take it. I, like, I kept getting called out by doing too many podcasts. So I had to literally take a year off of making new uh, podcasts. Um, but that's over, so it could happen at any minute. <laughs> Gosh, this is the only podcast I do, and it's the only one I can do. Like even now, I'm like, oh, I have to record tonight. I'm not not out of a sense of oh, I don't like doing it. It's more of a oh, I have to do something. Oh, I've got a right thing now. on my calendar. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. Yes, uh, two hours so, of energy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine doing so many. Uh, I that's that's really impressive. Well, thank you. Uh, uh it, it kind of is. You know, when you watch like a little kid uh, walking and they're not great at it, and their head gets in front of their knees and they can't stop <laughs> running, like they just have to keep <laughs> running or else. I feel like that's where I am with podcasts. Is like my head just got too far in front of my knees and I can't stop. That's awesome. I enjoy most of your shows that I've listened to. Oh, well, thank, so. well, thank you. I try to try to do good. Try to have fun. Ghost of Future Cast here. I forgot to ask Jake to plug something that he doesn't work on, like I ask of everyone. Luckily, he was kind enough to record him talking about it and sending it to me, so I'm going to drop it in right about now. Uh, the thing that I would like to plug that I am not involved with is uh, my friend Shannon's webcomic. It's called Dragon Sanctuary. You can find it at Dragon Sanctuary dot Dragon Sanctuary Comic dot com. It's a really great webcomic. It's uh, it's about fantasy tropes and kind of turning them around their head but also paying homage to them um as shannon says like loving them but still giving them a wedgie um it's about like a chosen one narrative and how that's terrible for the chosen one because everybody knows the story already so they know exactly um who to destroy (laughs) uh it's really funny it's really cute it's very well drawn because it's shannon Maynard. so um i i think everyone should go check that out uh and if you're a patron of hers um you get like i think she's like 10 pages ahead or something like that and you get a bunch of concept art and a whole bunch of great stuff so i would definitely recommend checking that out all right um you can find me on twitter at madlobotanist that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t i tweet about stuff there i also stream sometimes that's a new thing i've started doing and that was kind of fun um I also just started two new podcasts, both of which will probably be up by the time this goes up. Uh, there is Hey, Let's Talk About It, a podcast where me and two former guests of the show, Crash and Charlie, just talk about things. And there is Pre-Cure Podcast Engage, which I'm doing with Charlie, which is a Pre-Cure recap podcast. I have never watched any of Pre-Cure in my life. I watched the first episode and we recorded that earlier today, and it was a pretty good time. Nice. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at LavaBeast. L-A-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. I don't do much. <laughs> uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. 
You can email us any questions you have or tweet at us if you want to be on the show. Our email is andtheirdumbdog at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, we technically have a website. That's kidsandtheirdog.wordpress.com. We just sort of use it as a built-in archive. It's also how I post everything into like an actual feed that can go up places. I talk about that on the other show. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, speaking of that other show, hey, let's talk about it. I forgot episode was on podcast i do want to go ahead and since i have you here jake i want to apologize because i do call you out about gas cast being canceled oh i'm sorry <laughs> i get why it's a good reason it's understandable uh i if it's any consolation i think about do like trying to convince josh to start gas cast up probably twice a week uh <laughs> but i just know it's a fruitless effort uh Next month will be just me and Lava again. We'll be doing the last film that currently exists featuring Scrappy-Doo, which is Scooby-Doo and the Arabian Nights. So, until next month, they would have gotten away with it, too. If it weren't for us meddling kids. And their dumb dog, too.